Welcome back to episode number 207 of Stream of Thought. I am here with Ricks, and we kick things off by telling a story from coming back from the beach, something that I witnessed. It was quite shocking. Your jaw will drop. We also talk about what happened earlier that day when I was actually at the beach. Another incident that I witnessed that was very exciting and put a smile on our faces. And then we have a little bit of ministry check-in with Father Ricks out in New Jersey. What is life going like? You'll have to listen and find out. And finally, we got a little bit of a, a venting Victor and ranting Ricks when it comes to our thoughts about this whole transition out of the pandemic and masks. So, with that being said, episode number 207 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. So, my friend is driving me home the other day from the skate park, and we're in, we're making a left turn. We're back from the beach, we're in Hollywood, and we're making a left turn at this intersection. And we are the second car that is waiting to go left. The car in front of us is kind of in the middle of the intersection because it's a green light, but we're waiting for the oncoming traffic to clear and we're the second car. And then all of a sudden, I see this Mercedes, one of the uh, Mercedes SUVs uh, on my peripheral. And I look to my right, and this guy's this guy's crazy. He makes a left. He goes in front of the car that is in front of us that's trying to that's waiting to make a left turn that's the first car like goes in front of them and then kind of slows down and speeds off and then you can see when he sped off there was an oncoming car that had the green light that had to stop they had to slow down and stop for this guy to keep going it was one of those things where you see how reckless they are like it's like a stop go stop go cuz they're stopping cuz they don't want to hit anyone but they're going cuz they can't cuz they don't want to stop and he just zooms off, and we're like, holy cow. Wow, that was wild. And ironically, that day, we were talking about how we we're telling my friend who's been here for, you know, two or three months, how crazy LA is with just reckless drivers and just activity. There's a lot of police activity, and there are always helicopters in the sky, and they're always looking for people. It's, it seriously feels like sometimes you're living in Grand Theft Auto, the video game. And, and uh, anyway, so we drive. We make the left turn. We drive down one block. And then we make a right turn and go up one block. And what do we see? A car crash. One car is completely smashed in on the front and then, then there's another car there's another car on the so- on its side and you see a couple people that jumped up on the car and are standing on like uh, like one guy's standing on top of the car one, or one guy's lifting himself up cuz the car is turned over on its side and it's the Mercedes no. SUV Oh my god Flames Bro, smoke we made billowing out no, there wasn't any smoke. There wasn't any fire. But literally, I mean, that was within 30 seconds to a minute. That's insane. I mean, it could, it, it could not even have been 
one minute because we made a left turn shortly thereafter and we just went down one block and then went up another block and that was it. It had been 30 seconds or 40 seconds. Dude. And the car smashed into another car and was and had tipped over on its side. I was like, holy cow. What the fuck? I'm assuming that's probably the first time that you've actually like witnessed in real time kind of cause and effect. I mean, I didn't witness anything. I right. saw... The before and the after. And the I didn't after. see anything yeah. in between. Uh, I mean, I've seen on several occasions here in L.A. where there's two cars that smashed into each other and the police are already there or whatnot. Uh, I've never seen anything where people are screaming or there's, like, fire. And it was crazy because we were telling her, me and one of the other guys that I skate with, uh, Alan, we're telling this girl, Sydney, we're like telling her about all of the, just how crazy LA is and ca- the traffic laws that are the, the rules that you can unofficially break because there's just so much traffic. And, uh, it was just ironic because we were talking about traffic that day and whatnot. And then sure enough. And I think too, on the way back, we saw, we saw some reckless drivers and it just doesn't stop, dude. And then she drops me off like a couple blocks, a few blocks north of that. And what is it? Oh, right there on my street at the intersection, another car accident. <laughs> and the police are there. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. Oh. Did I oh did gosh. I tell you um, the story of when Joe and I were driving back from a wedding and there was a car? No. So it was – I don't recall. Kind of a kind of a similar situation. Not, I mean, I didn't get to see the outcome, but it was the, the craziest thing. I'd never seen anything like this in all my years. I mean, even living in New York or whatever, but never seen that in Chicago, never seen in New York. And here we are in Jersey driving back literally like three minutes away from his house, maybe like half a mile, something like that. And a car turns, uh, so, so you've got the cross intersection and then Joe and I are going forward and then there's a car coming towards us, takes a left, but then goes into the oncoming traffic lane. And this is a three lane road. So there's a ton of traffic going there. And guess who the first car that this, this ongoing car runs into a cop, you guys, a cop. Oh, no. And so like, he's going, and literally because in the other two lanes, um, that are to the side, cause he's to the furthest lane. Um, they're all honking. They're like, and then all of a sudden, it's it's dark out, so you know you can't really make out cars or whatever. Then all of a sudden the lights just flash on, and then this car pulls into this little strip mall, and uh, it looks like he's going to stop, but he just keeps rolling slowly, 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 never coming to a complete stop. Rolls all the way to the other exit for the strip mall, and he stops there for a second, and it's like, okay, so is he is he done? And the cop is like right behind him too like literally you know a foot away from his bumper and it's like okay so it's over but then he just speeds out and just and and it it becomes this this it was weird it wasn't a high speed police chase it was like a slow speed police chase where this car is going like 10 15 miles an hour and the cops just (laughs) going behind him and here he's you know it looks like he's gonna stop it sometimes but then he he goes and then uh and so i'm like Joe, I've never seen something like that before. And he 
he was more interested in showing me a text that he had just gotten at that time. He's like, oh, no, when I was a cop, you know, I saw that hundreds of times. Like, it's what I was like, are you serious? That, like, I've never seen anyone so brazen before where it's just they're rolling along or whatever. But apparently he told me that in New Jersey, anyway, they had a bunch of police reforms and stuff like that. So cops can't engage in, like, high-speed or dangerous chases or stuff like that. And so... All, all they can really do is just follow behind the person as long as it doesn't break other traffic laws or they don't endanger anybody else. And so he's like, yeah, they just, they do that. Some people, he's like, the reason they were probably going so slow was they were collecting um, illegal paraphernalia and trying to discard of that before they ended up uh, getting cut off by another cop who would be coming the other way. But he's like, yeah, I dealt with that all the time. I was like, I've never seen that before. I've literally, I've never seen someone act so brazenly with the, the cop car flashing behind them. Because when he pulled out, obviously the, the cop car, woo, 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 or whatever the, the high-pitched thing was. Right. It's just like, oh, that's so cool. We should totally follow them. He's like, ah, been there, done that. So he has the lights on, and he's behind him in this slow-speed chase, and he never – he's just following him. So do you know what happened? No, they ended up going around the corner. I, I asked Joe, he said – you know, un- unless basically what would likely happen, he said, in a case like that, that the officer following would just call the dispatch and see if there was another cop car that was in the vicinity to try and cut them off. And so that they would ma- basically corner them because, I mean, this guy wasn't driving recklessly or anything like that. He was just driving very slow, obviously going into incoming traffic. But he said that's considered in New Jersey a minor violation, which is not worthy of a high-speed police chase. So... If for whatever reason the dude decided to just take off and blitz it, um, the cop most likely would not follow in pursuit, which was just so weird to me because he said that's considered a minor violation. When I was <sighs> at the beach uh, the other day, I think it was the same day. Well, it doesn't matter, but it was, I think it was the same day that I saw the uh, the car flipped over on its side earlier that day. I'm there. I'm standing there, and then all of a sudden, I see this guy wearing a suit, just sprinting, 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 like he was chasing somebody. And he's sprinting, and he's got this big-ass walkie-talkie in his hand. I'm like, what the hell? And there's a helicopter in the sky, and earlier, the helicopter had gotten really, really low. And so... Then I'm looking around, and I see other police officers running around. And then my buddy AJ was talking to the detective afterward because we're watching this whole thing. And what happened was they were chasing some guy, right, some homeless guy or a drifter or whoever. And so I, when I saw him, I didn't see the, home, the homeless guy or the drifter or whatever. I just saw the – I turned my head and I see the detective running, the guy in the suit running. And I'm just watching him run. And I turn around and then what had happened was the guy had, had ditched the bicycle. Like he was on a bicycle, jumps off the bicycle, continues running. The detective uh, – is chasing him. The police are running around. And then, like, you see them. It was out of... It felt like Looney Tunes because you see them <laughs> off in the distance running and then you see them coming around, right? I could see them 
sprint away from me, and then they had to have gone three quarters around the block, and I see them come up on the other side, right? Oh my god! Now coming back towards now coming back towards me, and uh, and so AJ goes to talk to the detective afterwards, and and just kind of recognizes his hustle, you know, his moment to shine in pursuit, and. Uh, and I don't know what he did, but they caught the guy. But then he also said, I didn't see this part, but he tells me, yeah, bro, when the guy, when the, when the guy jumped off the bike and kept running off to the side, there was, there was another guy that was sleeping, probably like a homeless guy that all of the sudden, as if he, as if he sensed there was something available to just take. The dude just wakes up, just pops up, goes over to the bicycle and runs off. So Are as one guy is on the bicycle, me? as one guy is on the bicycle running away from the cops, <laughs> ditches the bicycle so that he can run on foot. And as he ditches the bicycle, this other guy in the vicinity just like wakes up from his fucking nap, pops up, goes over to the bicycle, hops on and just rides away. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> It's the circle of life, man. Dude, it's just all the time like that in L.A. Just so much activity and just stuff going on. And it's just so – it's so surreal because it's it's just very – I don't know how to explain it. I mean surreal is the best way to describe it. You're just like, what is going on? Like another time I was driving down Sunset in Hollywood and I see like – all I hear all these sirens – and then driving past me, like like one after another. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Like boom, boom, boom. Like all these like cars legit, driving by. Like legit. That that many, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And a helicopter in the and a helicopter in the sky. So then what happened was because I had like I don't know what I was – I can't remember what I was doing. But then very, very quickly thereafter, within a few minutes, I was going back in the other direction. And what do I see? I see a guy that's pulled over, looks like a totally normal guy with his hands on the wheel, with his hands on the steering wheel, helicopter, all the cop cars. It's like, what did this guy do? This guy looks totally normal. He is now – he's been pulled over. He just has his hands on the wheel. He looks like he's very calm and collected. And, uh, but then you have all these cop cars and the helicopter and it was just like, like an army to detain him. Like, holy crap. LA dude. I will say, I I don't think I've experienced anything like that here. Although Joe was telling me some of his war stories going over like the Polanski bridge or whatever. He was chasing a motorcycle one time and they ended up getting a convoy of cops to try to find him. Dude ended up crashing and getting injured or whatever, but I've never, I've never experienced something like that. I mean, even, even in Chicago, like the most, the most I've ever seen is what, like four or five cops. It's interesting because in Jersey, I think there's a lot less action than LA, but there are so many cops. Like it feels like a good 20% of any town you go into is made up of cops. There are so many police cars everywhere, all the place. And they have them around for construction, too. They're required, like it's a union thing, so you always have like one or two cop cars, like anytime they're doing road construction. So everywhere you go, cops, flashing lights, stuff like that. And uh, and Joe was, uh, on a kind of unrelated note, 
the other day, we were all just hanging out at the bar uh, at night after after a pretty long day, and all of a sudden the door opens and I look over and there's a fully dressed officer like with you know all the all the clips and the you know his gun and taser and, and radio and stuff like that. Uh, apparently he was he's a guy who Joe's known for for decades or whatever was just coming by, but it totally startled me just to see a fully a fully dressed cop just like stroll into the place. I was like, oh okay. I don't know if I'd met him before, but no, I mean, he seemed like a pretty friendly guy. It was just, it was just kind of startling. I always, when I see cops, I look at their, you know, utility belt. Bro, they got more shit on that thing than Batman does. Dude! Like, I'm trying to, <laughs> like, right? Seriously! Like, so many little instruments and tools and straps and pockets and clips and buttons. Like, what the fuck is going on there? Well, and, and when and when you're up close too, because I was actually kind of out of the corner of my eye. I didn't want to like stare or anything. I was just like, like you know, oh my god, you have so much stuff on you right now. It was like so much. He had like, like, like four clips strapped across his body, along with all the other tools, the handcuffs and the radio, and like all this other like right. pepper spray, taser. I was just like, like how, like that just seems. Oh man, I don't know, man. It seems expensive. It's, it's it seems like it's heavy. <laughs> like how, it how, is are, heavy. how is every how is everyone not in shape just from having to wear that on a daily basis? Oh, my bro. Goodness. Okay. Speaking of being in shape, I don't understand how. I mean, and ask ask Joe. But sometimes, you know, you're walking around and you see a police officer, and it's like, what? It, so if you have to chase somebody. You look like you're maybe going to run 10 feet and then you can't chase them anymore. Like, you don't have to be – how is it that I don't – they don't make you do any sort sort of physical tests in your, you know, 30-year career or just one and done when you're 25 years old and then – do because yeah, Joe, I mean Joe's mentioned that too. That just the the physical the the physicality or the the build of officers has slowly been increasing. And even this officer who ended up coming in too, um, he was Joe actually said afterwards. But you can't tell because he's got the bulletproof vest on and all this other stuff. You can't really tell how heavy he is. But Joe afterwards was like, yeah, he's he's pretty overweight. Like it just yeah. it just comes off as you're an individual who doesn't care. Like. You have a job that requires physical endurance when when called upon, and it just seems like you are not being prepared. What else is new? So how has the adjustment to the East Coast been? The last time we spoke, you were quite frazzled. You hit the ground running. You went from zero to 100, bro, and you didn't have any time to acclimate. And then I think when we last spoke, you finally – we're going to have some time to kind of unwind and let your brain catch up, but that was several days ago. So how's it been? I have to say, man. So, okay. So the biggest change for me is I come from a family of introverts. You know this for the most part. I mean, my brother tends to be a little extroverted, but everyone who I'm around now, Joe, his partner, his sister, who also lives in the same building, everyone's just super extroverted. And it's go, go, go. And like with Joe, I mean, it's just go, go, go. Always socially interacting. Always having conversations. And it feeds him. It gives him energy and stuff like that. 
and he wants me to get a sense of what the ministry looks like in the full scope. I'm fucking tired. Like just emotionally. Like I have had I have had a little bit of time just to to cool my heels and relax for a little bit. But bro, being around people who are just constantly interacting and wanting to talk and socialize and stuff like that. I mean, it's good because they're friends and I I don't mind talking with them, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, I am so beat right now, and then there's going to be another meeting that I have to have. So, yeah, I think I think the biggest adjustment is just trying to find find some, like, middle ground, because it totally, you know, zero, zero to a hundred in just a matter of days, where it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot to try and process, because it's a very different lifestyle. Um, from what I was doing, like even working with my mom, working up at BASF, you know, just being on the computers, like more or less being by myself, communications would be done via instant chat or, you know, if it was just my mom, like a little bit easier. She's not a very social person either. And, but now everything that needs to be done involves some sort of social interaction. And I feel like, you know, Joe's counting on me to do a lot of stuff. And so I've got to, I've got to flip that switch, be on my game um, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's a different experience. I don't want to say that it's, it's worse. It's just, it's different. It's something I'm not familiar with. And yeah, I, I, I'm still working on finding that kind of balancing act, if that makes sense. Well, I can see that in the pursuit of finding the balancing act, you found yourself a, a nice hat that's on your head and it's backwards, which I have not seen. I have I mean, not, first of all, I have not seen you wear a hat for years let alone it being backwards so i thought too it's like oh you know what the backwards hat first of all the hat means he's enjoying himself the backwards hat means he's really enjoying himself <laughs> wow you are looking into that way too much man so no this is this is the swag that uh joe got like all the saint joseph mission stuff he bought so much like stuff there's a there's a really nice polo too it's a purple polo i think that you would like it i'm gonna i'm gonna get one for you um a polo joseph swag well so i mean obviously well you guys are experiencing like intense heat i'm assuming it's like 93 degrees here with high humidity and so my hair is just a freaking mess so i've just been wearing the hat all day i was like well i'm talking to you in certain i got a sweet bucket hat in venice this white bucket hat with a pineapple on it wait what's a you said you said a bucket hat yeah it's a hat that sits imagine a hat that it sits on your head and then it has the brim go all the way around it looks different than a bait it's different than a baseball cap google bucket hat and you'll immediately recognize it i just don't know how else to explain it it's just it is out in venice (laughs) i never wore them either and then i (laughs) I started skating, but then also because of the sun. Oh, so okay. I wear yeah, it to protect yeah, my yeah. ears and my forehead and nose. But dude, when was it that? Have you ever experienced where you are in one environment and then there are people that enter that environment that are normally a part of a different environment? or ecosystem, as you say, in a part of your life. Like, for example, when I would be working at Aldi in Glen Ellen, that was my place of work. But even though 
I worked there at that location for, I don't know, two and a half years or whatever. Anytime my mom, I'd be doing something and my mom, I hear like, oh, hey, Victor. And I'd turn around and be my mom and be like, what the fuck? It would be so weird. I mean, I'd talk to my mom or whatever. It's not that big of a deal, but it was so unexpected. And then to see like a family member in the place of work, it felt like my worlds were colliding. Had you ever experienced anything like that? I have. I have. Well, because it was just strange. It was strange because I was my neighbors and I went to Venice, but it was jarring because I always hang out with them in the courtyard here at the apartment. Everyone pretty much, anybody that I see here at my apartment building, I see them in the hallway or in the courtyard. I don't hang out with them outside of this property because you just see them in passing, right? And, you know, there's a couple people that I've hung out with outside of the apartment like a couple times. But it was just strange because we went there and it was like, oh, this is weird because were, were you guys were you guys going together like as a group? Yeah, we drove. Yeah, we were all there. I was like, oh, you guys should come check out. Let's go to the beach. Check out the roller skating. And they rolled away for a little bit and then did their own thing. It was just like it threw me back. I was like, oh, whoa, like it like on one side was skating and on the other side was apartment. And it was just felt it just felt odd for a for a moment. I'm I'm assuming that you're kind of a different person that's the other thing too is like you you take you you have a you have it exactly you have different energy for different things that you're that you're doing right like imagine you know your college friends seeing you or you know watching you behave with your family at home it's good and they'll be like whoa why are you so like why like yeah. it's, you're a totally different person totally different person it just feels it feels weird and it's jarring. It's like it's and it's awkward and it, not necessarily because of anything that people are saying or doing. It's just it takes your brain a second to adjust. Yes, and I'm I'm trying to think. I I can't think of any particular story, but I know with the whole like being a pastor or being a priest now or whatever, where you have parishioners, but then you go out to like. A social gathering, you have some drinks, and you know me, right? In a social gathering, I'll curse, I'll say inappropriate things, kind of thing. Um, whereas in church, I I am a very you know saintly persona. Uh, but when when I when it's casual and I'm with friends and talking with you, for example, my attitude is much different than like doing the podcast with Joe, and so. I think I think it catches more people who encounter that alternative side of me off guard than it does for me. It feels weird for me, but I think they're more like, "Oh, I didn't realize that this person had a different side to them." I just I just assumed that they put on the robe and, you know, preached and that was just that was their life kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Kind of like when growing up and you happen to see one of your teachers at the grocery store yeah. and it's like, "Oh, <laughs> yes. I thought they <laughs> I thought they lived at the school and they're just regular people. But because just like I said, you're in, you're in one familiar environment and you don't expect them to, to be there, but they're also just regular people. And I'm sure two teachers, the same thing. It's like, Oh shit, little Johnny's in aisle. (laughs) That motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so did you did you end up uh, skating with these people, or rollerblading, or whatever? oh well, yeah. I mean, I was there. That was the day I ended up getting a ride back with somebody else who lives in Hollywood because I uh, 
they weren't feeling well and they were asked like if I could maybe drive their car home and I ended up staying there that day for like the longest I'd ever been there almost 12 hours what no no almost 12 hours we got there at 11 we got there at 11 and then my friends left I don't know maybe like at 5 and I stayed there we were about to leave, but then we were like, oh, let's skate the boardwalk. We've never skated the boardwalk when the sun is setting. And so we did that. We came back at, it was like 9, a little after 9. And then we got dinner at this place called Mao's, and then we left at 10.30. Were you skating for most of it? Of course. That's yes. insane. But there was a lot of the time. Well, I don't know about, well, I mean, I was skating pretty judging. good from 11. No, no, no. From a, from like 11 until about 4 or 5. Because right now, after about 5 hours, I I start getting really tired. And I like, to, I like to get what I refer to as diminishing returns, right? So I go out right. there, I rest for 15 or 20 minutes, and then I go out there to skate. And I've got about 5 minutes of energy. And... You know, the last two minutes, I'm just like, why did I even come out here? I'm just like super slow, just going, taking easy, not really doing anything. Sit down, okay, you just need to rest. Rest for like another 15, 20 minutes. Go back out and skate for like five or ten. So the last few hours, I'm doing more resting than skating just because I just can't exert any more energy. And then I finally called it quits like the last 30 minutes or an hour. And then I had to put my skates back on because we're like, oh, let's skate the boardwalk. All right. I guess I'll go skate the boardwalk now. I don't have a choice. But it was fun. I'm trying to think if I've ever done anything for like 12 hours. I don't I don't. Know I'm sure you've done church events. You've gone You've gone to stuff, well, fundraisers I mean, or yeah, work picnics or whatever. Like or mission trips. But was there like a different vibe? I'm assuming people were like coming and going. Was there a different vibe as the day wore on where, like, different personalities would come and go? I'm assu- And I'm assuming that you, like, knew some of the people who would, like, show up and you're, I, you're, you're – By regulars. now I know when I go there, I pretty much always will see people that I know, especially in the afternoon. It starts popping more in the afternoon. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a solid vibe. It's awesome. People come and go and uh, it's most popping probably between, like, 4 and 6 on the weekends or whatnot. But it's just hanging out. Hanging out and having fun and living life under the sun on the West Coast. Give some elbow bumps to those guys and gals. I don't do that sh- dumb shit. I just do oh. the fist bump. Elbow. I thought that was so fucking stupid. I get it, but they looked. It looks. That was always dumb. That was also. I think. I don't know if it was a baseball thing or a Chicago Cubs thing, where they would like go up to each other and instead of doing like a fist bump, you would. You would both raise your knee and like touch the inner. You'd both touch the inside of each other's knees with your leg, like each person on you're facing someone and you both lift up your right leg, and you'd hit with your knee the the person's inside of their thigh. I thought that was fucking stupid. It just looks dumb. I don't know. Whatever. Now you're getting me all riled up on stuff that. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) I'm super opinionated on. Wow, I I didn't mean to trigger you. All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so I just so, think it looks so fucking greetings. Stupid. Greetings are off limit for conversations. All right. <laughs> no greeting. Like, just do a handshake or a fist bump or wave your hand. Like the elbow bump, I just thought was so fucking stupid. It was one of it, this is why I don't like it because it was one of those things where it's like oh let's do the elbow bump because of fucking COVID and we can't touch hands bitch like you're not touching your like are you eating are you touching things opening doors rubbing your eye with your fucking knuckles like use your fucking that's what I get that's what gets me riled up is when people do shit without stopping to think as to why they're doing it. So that was kind of so I, I we had uh, I had lunch with somebody today at Applebee's and we walk in we're like the only people there and there's like four waiters sitting at a table just waiting for people to come in and like two of them get up or whatever but they all like like he comes up and the mask is like like half it's like crossing his lips it's that low it's like bro like yeah I know you have like a mask sign on there just. If you're going to do that, just don't fucking wear the mask. You look like a moron. I mean, really. <laughs> right? It looks so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're not doing anything. I'm not going to wear my mask. We're all vaccinated. It's all like... Yeah, just do it the right way. Don't be a fucking moron. <laughs> this is the same guy that probably shows up to work with his fly down or his shoes untied. Yes, he did his, seem like you know, he did seem like that kind of person. His pants yeah. sagging. His ass sagging out of his pants. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. know what day of the week it is. Shows up to work <laughs> on the wrong day at the wrong time. But I was uh, on Saturday. I was uh, I was in Long Beach the other day, and Long Beach is separate from LA. It's its own city, and they have like a different health department. So uh, I think it's a little looser there with the whole mask thing. But anyway, I was eating at this restaurant with some friends. And it was the first time that I walk inside. The restaurant is full, full capacity. No one's wearing a mask. And I like before I sat down, I stood there and I'm just looking around. It's like shit. I haven't experienced this in a long time. But then we go to this roller skate shop, and what does the sign say? You have to wear a mask. It's like okay, because restaurants aren't requiring you wear a mask where you're eating and. You know, opening and closing your mouth and drinking. Like, I don't plan on fucking licking your counter. So, I whatever. I'm just happy that uh, that now for the most part, like you never have to wear one. I, it came a lot sooner. It came a lot sooner than I expected. I was playing by the rules, right? Wearing the mask in public and whatnot, and it's just uh, liberating, I guess. It's so weird. Because I feel like in Jersey, it's kind of herd mentality. So most places, well, I think pretty much every place is kind of mask optional kind of thing. But you'll walk into some place and everyone will be wearing a mask and you'll feel the obligation to put yours on. Your, yours on. I don't give a fuck. And then you'll go into another place and no one's wearing a mask. And you're like, oh, all right, we're all good. Like all the wedding venues that I go to, there's like maybe one or two servers that are that are wearing a mask. But everyone else, staff people there no one wears a mask but it feels like everyone kind of follows that 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 herd thinking it's like i see everyone wearing a mask i don't want to be left out i'm gonna put mine back on yeah i don't give a fuck about that i'm not gonna wear my mask if i don't have to and what was what made me feel more at ease honestly because it wasn't on the forefront of my mind no, the 
waitresses at the restaurant we went to, none of them were wearing masks or gloves. And it just felt good to be in in an environment that, that resembled just what life was like before COVID, right? Just I feel normal again. Thank you. I'm in a restaurant. No one's wearing a mask. It's at full capacity. The waitresses aren't wearing masks. They're not wearing gloves. It's like, okay, I think everybody everybody wants this. There's no reason unless there is, you know, a true reason, a true, a real true reason, not just to make some shit up and just, oh, well, let's just be better be safe than sorry. Like, finally, some normalcy. I have actually started forgetting to bring my mask to certain places. And so uh, Joe and his partner t- took me to a, like a Burlington coat factory down the street to, to get a new like suit jacket. And I had forgotten my mask. It just, it wasn't on my mind. It was like, I, you know, just being around so many people who are unmasked, like obviously airplanes, kind of different situation or whatever, but I'd totally forgotten it. And they gave me, you know, one of the, the blue plastic masks. I put it on within like 15 minutes, it breaks and it snaps. And, but everyone else in the store is wearing a mask. And so here I'm like trying to tuck it around my ear to just try and keep it on. It's like, this is so stupid. Like this is, I, I just don't, I fundamentally don't understand why, you know, some people, yeah, it just follow that kind of, it's because it's not doing anything. I will say though, I'm going to keep my mask because if I get a cold or if I get a flu or something like that, I think, I think that should be the new normal where if you're sick, like wear a mask. It's, it's polite. For sure. Absolutely. Only, only if you're sick, but yeah, that's, that's something that. I'm, I'm, I'm already, I think I'm in your place right now where it's, I'm totally, I'm totally Everyone's fucking tired of it because by now we've, by now there's just been so much wear it in this situation, but you don't have to wear it in that situation. And when it started, it was, if you don't wear a mask, that's okay, but stay six feet apart. But then it's like, no, you do need to wear a mask. Oh, now you need to wear a mask and stay six feet apart. And then for the entire fucking year and a half or whatever that this has been going on, every fucking place that you go to has different rules and regulations for the most part you always have to wear a mask but then it's like stay six feet apart stay six feet apart stay six and then like and the store okay well your fucking store is like a thousand square feet so how am i supposed to do that (laughs) and then it's like okay you can get you know what you can gather but only 100 people or less. No, 50 people or less. No, 10 people or less. No, not at all. No, wait. Go back to being 10, 10 people or less. A quarantine period of 14 days. Actually, it's 7 to 10, but we prefer 14. But if you want to do 7 to 10, you can. You can do down to 7, but we prefer 10. But actually, we really prefer 14. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so here's here's kind of the fun thing. I know you, you don't watch you don't watch the uh, late night comedians, do you, at all? Like uh, Kimmel, I used to. I don't know. I don't have a TV, so I never watch any of that. Okay. Well, it's on YouTube. Sometimes I I watch clips on YouTube. Yeah, I I don't. I don't watch it on TV. I just watch the clips on YouTube. Um, It is. It is crazy to see. Like, so Stephen Colbert with the the Late Show is on in New York City, and he just recently had his audience back. Four hundred people, no masks required. Everyone vaccinated. And it was a party. It was a celebration. But then the other one of the other ones, Jimmy Kimmel, who's in L.A., who has his show, only 89 people are allowed and everyone has to wear a mask the entire time. And the vibe, I mean, the vibe is so different. You can pick it it up just watching it. 
just being on the other side of the tube. Uh, yeah, I'm like, wow, wow. I mean, that, it just, because I felt like I almost teared up when uh, Colbert came back with a full audience and stuff like that. He's like, this is what normal should look like. Like every, like everyone's screaming, hooting, hollering, no mass, nothing. Everyone packed together in a tight space. No fear of any of that. And then you got Kimmel where everyone's kind of a seat apart and stuff like that. And you know, everyone has mass. It's like you're living, you're like, ah, it's just, it's just wrong. It just feels wrong to see that. It's irritating when all this happened and it was like, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. It's like, and everyone then, okay, we'll wear a mask. And then when it's like, okay, you don't need to wear a mask except for particular uh, instances, then it's then people are still like, okay, well, we're still going to wear a mask. It's like, oh my God. Like, I fucking hate, I just, there's so many people that are still plugged in, dude. There's so many fucking people. It drives me fucking nuts. And I don't understand why people are, allow themselves to be herded like sheep. We're, 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 we're creatures of habit and we are easily scared. I know. I get, I get riled up pretty easily when it comes to, uh. (laughs) Come on, man. You spent 12 hours skating. You should, you should be at peace with the world. I know. Nothing else, huh? Well, that was a quick quick 40 minutes. Episode 207 in the books. Until next time. Until next time.